Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to The Mentor. I'm Mike Boris. Now, when comedian Rebel Wilson announced her year of health to undergo a dramatic body transformation... Everyone wanted to know, including me, who the hell was her fitness trainer? Jono Castano is an Aussie boy keeping the celebrity bodies ripped, lean and checked. But how does a guy from Western Sydney climb his way through an oversaturated business like personal training and train people like Richard Branson, Michael Clark, Kim Kardashian, hairstylist and, you know, all the rest of them? And in order to maintain his legitimacy and profile, His personal brand is supported by a massive following on social media and is the go-to trainer for Australian's men health transformations. And his business has now expanded to his gym, his new gym called Acero in Sydney, and it's outside of his personal training environment, which he co-founded with his current business partner, Amy Castano. And he's also joined forces now with AFL star Dustin Martin, Dusty Martin, that's it, to create a fitness app under the Acero name. It's a great platform. Sure, some of his success comes down to luck. Yep, that happens. We need a bit of luck. The right place at the right time. Yep, that happens too. But he puts himself there. Jono did something else that made all the difference to his career and how he climbed the ranks of personal training. Jono and I are going to discuss how that happened, what it's like to take risks that no one else is prepared to take, how do you leverage your clients, and what's the challenge of managing a divorce with the same person also happens to be yeah, business partner. So let's get into it. John Castano, welcome to the mentor, mate. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh well, I'm excited too. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you got you're like a celebrity, dude. Like, uh, right out there. It's been a you know what? It's been an incredible journey, man. Like, I look at my when I first started about 11 years ago, from where I started to where I'm at now. Like, Jesus, you know, it's insane, and I'm ready to talk all about it. Can we go like, back? Can we, can we go back 11 yeah, years? Yeah, let's go so back. How old are you now? I'm 31. Whoa. Poor. So let's go back to 20. Let's What's go- a 20 year old dude? Jono doing? When I was 20, I was playing um, professional soccer. And then yep. um, it got here in Australia. Uh, I started playing overseas, Indonesia, Singapore. So I traveled quite a fair bit with all that. And then. Um, but we, but, so you were yes. born here, were you? Yeah, I was born out. Um, so I grew up in, um, do you know Fair, Fairford West? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I do. So yeah, yeah. A, and then I went to Westfield Sports. Did you go to, okay, you didn't go to Fairvale. You went nah, to Westfield. I went there, though. But, okay, um, yeah, so Westfield. Westfield. Yeah, okay, so Westfield's, Westfield Sports is where. 
the talent, the, the sports talent, they get a scholarship or whatever it is, yeah. or scholarship, but they go there to do their studies. So you've got a lot of rugby league players go yeah. there and whatever, cricketers. Yeah, Mike Clarkey, Clarkey came yeah, out of there. Yeah, yeah, and so you were at Westfield? Yeah, yeah. I was at Westfield and then, um, you know, my whole life I thought, you know what I mean, this, uh, this is what I want to do. I want to be a professional soccer player. And I trained, you know, every day. It was one of those things where I was like, this is it, you know, and then obviously it got to a time where I, I was playing overseas and I really struggled in terms of like the countries where I couldn't speak the language and, and having off games and then everyone going against you. Like it's, it's a lot, it's tough mentally, you know what I mean? And for me, it got really, really tough being away from home. Especially as a young fella. As a young fella, man, like people don't understand on how hard it is to be a professional athlete, you know, off the field as well. So then I, it just got quite a bit too well, much. What does that, can I just stop you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Like explain what does that it to mean? me. Like, because well, like, don't forget, like, like say, for example, you have a bad game, you know, and everyone's against you and there's so much negative energy around that and it just gets to your head. Who's everyone? Like the club or the, the club, team? The club, the players, everyone watching, you know what I mean? You're getting messages. It's 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 serious. Really, yeah, it's really tough when you're, you know. Let's and, say Indonesia, for example. Yeah, you're in Indonesia. Yeah, who Indonesia, were you playing for? Indonesia, I was playing for Persi Manakwari. Right. So, so, and what would the team be made? Who would the, like who were the dudes be, in the team? Like, oh, you'd get three foreigners per each team, and then obviously right. everyone else would be a local, right? Indonesian. But I'm um, like I said, even that, like just traveling around the world in terms of like trialing, if you didn't make it, it's a lot of it's quite it's it's, it's intense, you know, and. For me, as a 20-year-old, I was like, came back home. It wasn't for me. And then, obviously, I started um, personal training. I enjoyed the fitness element. I enjoyed, obviously, getting results and that type of thing and winning. So I was like, hey, this is for me. And then, hey, like, I started off, um, I did my Cert 3, Cert 4. And to, the, to this day, this is that's all the study I've actually done, to be honest. So you went, went TAFE or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I went to TAFE, yeah. yeah. So when you come back, from, how old were you, 20? I was, um, yeah, tw- I'd probably say, yeah, 1920, I was around there. And then I kept playing, like, on the side, though. I played in the New South Wales Premier League, you know, all that type of stuff, like Blacktown, um, Marconi, all that as well. And then, um, you know. But so you, you come back to Australia and you mm. said, oh, uh, like, the, the travel, the, the playing mm. in Indonesia is not my go. Mm. Uh, I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go and become a personal trainer. Yep. Because I think I reckon I can get a few clients. Yep. I'll go and get the legal qualifications to mm. allow me to train people. Which is cert three and four, mm, whatever that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you went off to TAFE to do it. You kept. Were you living in Fairfield? Yeah, I was living with my parents. parents. Yeah, I was still living with the parents. House so, so Fairfield West is a pretty. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a, well, you're you're Colombian, right? Yeah, Colombia yeah. background. Yeah, there's not a lot of Colombians out there, though. It's there's a lot of. No, um, a, there is a lot of. Um, there's a lot of Chileans out there. But is there? I feel like not many Colum- Colombians choose to go to Miami. <laughs> for a whole lot of reasons, but 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 but, 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 but it's, yeah. there are a lot of Asians out there. Yeah, it's a big yeah. Asian community. Like Filipinos, um, Thais, mm-hmm. maybe not so much Chinese, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, Vietnamese, mm-hmm. massive. Yeah, um, a lot of Lebanese. Correct. And then, so you would have been. Were you growing up? Were you? Part of those, I mean, community. How did you grow um, up? Like, I mean, was my it like growing, a bit, so, a bit my growing up? I I kind of stuck to obviously all the sporty kids. So we would obviously yeah. all the sporty kids are from all different areas. Like you know, there'd be people from Blacktown. There'd be people from even eastern suburbs. So I kind of hang around them, and um, and that's probably one of the reasons why I kind of as well like wanted to do personal training out in the eastern suburbs. You know, because I feel like I built like such a strong relationships with that side of things as well, and I wanted to 
Personally, I wanted to leave the West because I felt like the future for me there wasn't right. Personal trainers out there charge, what, 40 bucks? Yeah. 40 bucks a session for an hour? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, that's where I first started when I was working at Anytime Fitness, Surrey Hills. I was charging 50, 50 bucks a sesh, you know, to this day. Where so I you came from Fairfield mm-hmm, correct. To, to work at Anytime Fitness at Surrey Hills? Yeah, correct, yep. And uh, so just explain how does that work, John. Like, yeah. Uh, how, why did you? Yeah, I mean, like he, uh, young. It's kid. not luck. We can't say it's luck because well, I felt like I was. Well, how did you work it out? Like, for why me, did you well, decide Surrey Hills? Why did I decide? It was the first job that was actually offered to me. My um, my ex partner, she was doing personal training with a guy that worked out of there, and then he offered me the job after I finished Cert Four. So, and I was like, hey, this is a great starting position for me working at Surrey Hills. It's a rent model. You know, you pay this amount every week, and then if you get, you can charge whatever you want. And it felt right. It just kind of was like, hey, this is a great opportunity. I was working. I was playing soccer on the side. I was working at Adidas. And at the same time, I at was a store, at like, a store doing yeah, retail. Yeah, that's yeah right. selling shoes. Selling shoes. <laughs> cool. Cool. No, that's cool. So, yeah, like, yeah. it was your major undertaking, um, mostly the Surrey Hills um, personal training, PT, or yeah, was yeah. it more, or did you spend most of the time at Adidas? I, I spent most of the time at Adidas. So, earning yeah. 30 bucks an hour or $25 yeah, an hour. Yeah, been back then, yeah, around there, even 22 Were you at Birkenhead Point or something, which we were in the no, outlet? I was down in the city, at the city one. Okay, yeah, another yeah. one, yeah. So, you're at the city store, yeah. um, getting paid like 25 bucks an hour. Um, and then mm-hmm. after work or before work, you're doing yeah, your PTs. Do. So, I'd do in the morning PTs, and then I'd finish PTs, go work at Adidas, and then after that, I'd go play soccer. Right, so soccer doing, training, soccer training, yeah. and then play whenever it is. You or do play. personal training on the days I didn't have training. So, how did you did you sit down and say this is going to be my life, or I'm going to do I'm going to work at Adidas and play a bit of soccer? But my, where I really want to go is the PT. I always knew. Um, I think with the soccer side at that stage, I was like, look, I'm you know I'm getting older. Things aren't going to really work out for me. Um, and then it's quite funny because um, my ex partner's um, dad wanted me to be a police cop. So then I got up to the last stage, the last interview, and, and then I had to decide do I want to continue being a personal trainer because I was getting busier. Obviously, being working at any time, Surrey Hills, I was doing really well, getting a good clientele, getting busy, which I was managing to closely get to a full-time trainer. And then I continued. I was like, hey, look, I love personal training. I love it. So I'm going to continue doing that. And then I got offered a job at um, Virgin Active, Zetland. Um, and then I took that. You got offered a job there? Yeah, like, yeah. I got or offered. they headhunted you? So uh, I wouldn't say headhunted. Um, I, I knew one of the guys and then he gave me the position, um, which was great. One of the guys, one of the recruitment guys. Yeah, one of the yeah, recruitment guys. How do you get to know him? Because, I mean, because you know what, there's a lot, this, John, mm. there's a lot of people that love to end up where you end up, okay? Of course. So, and, they're, and, they're, they're, and there's a lot of them mm. who went to Westfield. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were sports people, cricketers and what have you, mm-hmm. who, who had potential to play for New South Wales or play for Australia, or mm-hmm. especially in the cricket these days. Or, but it just didn't work out for whatever correct, reason, okay? Correct. Soccer, uh, you know, boxers, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Then they say, okay, I'll become a mm-hmm. personal trainer, okay? Mm-hmm. But they're still getting their 50, 60, maybe they might be doing well, might be getting 100 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. They're doing, you know, 20 clients a week. Of course. It might be 2,000 a week. Mm-hmm. They've got, they're doing a bit of Instagram, might have you know, 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I look at your stuff, you've got mm, hundreds sure. of thousands yeah. and you've got got to a whole lot of people, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about later. What they're trying to work out is the path. The path, correct. The, the pathway. When you say some dude from Virgin, mm. mm-hmm. recruited type person, just offer you a job, like how was that? Like you're hanging around Virgin or you're hanging around? I think it's the type, the type of clientele that you do meet in the city, you know what I mean? And 
you meet these people that are in high positions, you know, that type of um, uh, crowds. And for me, as a, as a personal trainer from people out West, and you talk about how did you get to where you are now, it's because I took the risk of going from out West. I didn't want to be a personal trainer. I knew I always wanted to mix with the top end people of town. And, you know, I think that's one of my key strengths where I'm being able to make a presence in whatever room it is because they don't know in what, um, if, if I sit at the top, do I sit in the middle or do I sit at the bottom? So I can be in a crowd, but I can still make that presence with my energy. And hey, like that is one of my key skills to be able to build that, that quick rapport. Social media is a great place for, sure. for, for people like you. Like PTs today. Yes. It used to be a hard grind before. You'd be stuck in your environment mm-hmm. and you wouldn't be able to build awareness mm-hmm. about who you are, mm-hmm. which is okay. But would you say this has got a lot more to do with your personality than anything else? Correct. Well, the thing You know, is, your networking ability, or as you said, you can stand out in a crowd, so to speak. For sure. Um, it's, you know, I'm going to quickly say this because I think this is so important. When I, I actually got out of my comfort zone when I started social media, you know, because when I did start Instagram, which was about when I started Virgin, actually, a lot of people actually took the piss out of it, took the piss out of me, you know what I mean? How like, many years ago are we talking about now? Uh, would have been probably around that, uh, when was I Virgin? I took, stuck around nine years, nine years ago, you know, and um, they took the piss, you know, I'd upload stuff and they'll just tease it all the time. What you were know? we uploading? Oh, mate, just if it's a photo of myself, if it's a photo about a shirt on me at a holiday, wearing some cheeky budgies, whatever it was. You yeah, know? but so you, you, yeah. you did t- take a bit of risk. So yeah, been, you know? this is what I'm talking about. I took a risk out of my comfort zone, which no one was prepared to do that at that time. Everyone thought Instagram, this, that, you know what I mean? But I knew that it was always going to be a strong social platform for me to showcase my personality, to showcase my training, to showcase my results that I can get people. And that's what... Um, I just constantly kept doing over and over and over again without stopping, you know what I mean? And I have a crazy work rate, you know what I mean? Like I was doing 75 hours, uh, 75 sessions a week, which is which is insane, you know what I mean? But would you film every 75 or photograph or post something? I would, I would, I would, post, I would post everything. I, I love, because at the end of the day, that's what people come to you. People come to you because you can get them results and that is why they're going to pay you the money, right? So I kept taking photos before and afters, talking, creating confidence in people and to, to this day I still continue to do that over and over again no matter how busy I get. So can I just I just want to unpick it a little bit though, John, yeah, like, um, because I reckon it's, the, I reckon it's one of the hardest gigs mm. in the world, personal trainer. It is. Like, it is. I see him down at gyms and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just constant hard. Like you've mm-hmm. got a client's ring up, they cancel, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, they decide they want to go for another trainer because it's, you know, they see another trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's for the, especially for the older trainers. They don't really like social media. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't go on social media. Someone in your category, in your your age group, mm-hmm. um, you know, thirty years of age. Mm-hmm. Back then, they're twenty two. Um, to you, pretty much got to adopt social media. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said you took a risk, mm-hmm. what does that actually mean? Is that you take the piss out of yourself? Well, I think when, when I say I took the risk, I think I, I took the risk when no one was prepared to to showcase their personality. You know, personal trainers, they're very serious men. Like, you know what I mean? They're known to be, you know, where these commandos type of style yeah, yeah. and that thing. And when I created personality through who I actually am and I portrayed that through social media when no one else was prepared to do that, the results show show themselves. What was the personality that you portrayed? Well, say, for example, you know, I'm very, like, I was confident within myself, so I was putting up photos 
if it's shirtless, if it's me and budgies, whatever it is, and taking piss. I love taking the piss out of myself because I don't, you know, that's the way I'd like to li- live life. I'd like to, you know, if it's a joke or whatever it is, I showcased all that. No one was prepared to do that. And I was still getting taken the piss out of at work, you know. Yeah. I'd come into work and, mate, it'd be like, that's fucking Jono doing, wearing those budgies or they'll, they even gave me a Christmas card, you know what I mean, with one of my photos. And I was like, that's a joke, man, you know. But um, I never gave up and... And hey, like those people looking back, looking looking at me now, you know. You build a reputation early days, mm-hmm. say twenty two years of age, mm-hmm. um, where you prepared to cop it on the chin, mm-hmm. no matter what people said. Who gives a fuck what your peers say at mm-hmm. the end of the day? If you're getting awareness out there and a good awareness, mm-hmm. so Win-win. where did you learn that shit from? Like, I mean, like you know, here's a kid come back from Indonesia, didn't like people putting shit on him when he was in yeah, Indonesia because yeah. he didn't play well. Could have been, yeah. Could've How been. come all of a sudden you? Could have been adapted learning from obviously your mistakes, you know what I mean? We, we, we learn key aspects in life from, you know, like say, for example, you know, I'm recently divorced and, um, you know, it's made me such a stronger person. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where the, you know, really hard things that happen in life, if it's either a death or it's divorce, it made me so much more stronger, more confident and really valuing on who I am. So I think, you know, just going back to that, we learn from our mistakes and I think, one of my mistakes was quitting too early when, hey, I maybe could have kept going with soccer. Could have potentially something could have happened. You never, you never, never know. But this was the path for me because, you know, we all have our paths. And if you believe it, if you manifest it, that's the way that's, that, that's what's going to happen. That's the script right there. If you're yeah, prepared you to work for it. Yeah. But you, okay. And I, I want to come back to that mm. discipline and that hard work aspect because, mm. you know, 75 sessions is crazy. Yeah. Being prepared to, Make mistakes mm-hmm. and uh, and make sacrifice. Like you just said, you got divorced mm. um, recently. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, putting yourself out there becomes a challenge to whoever, whoever it is you might be hanging with, like your your wife, your friends, your family, whatever? Putting myself out there in terms of like social media. Social media. Um, it does become a challenge. Yeah, hundred percent. I. I feel like sometimes people know more about my life than I know myself sometimes, you know, they're like, Oh, you on that holiday. And I'm like, Oh, that was like, mate, that was like two years ago. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> you're wearing this. And I'm like, man, I can't even remember what I was wearing yesterday. You know? So some people, yeah, it is a challenge, man, because people, yeah, people want to be invested in your life and you know, they expect this amazing person, you know what I mean? But I'm not always switched on. Like I just did a, a recent transformation because I went away for three months and I just ate whatever I want. I drank. You know, and I put on so much weight, I put on 15 kilos. I'm not perfect, but, you know, what I'm prepared to do is challenge myself and I'm back to being a mate. Like, I've, I've lost it all, you know what I mean? Um, I've picked up a men's health cover from that as well. So, like, hey, mate, like, mate, I'm, I'm prepared to take challenges. Yeah, so that, that's it's pretty interesting because it seems to me that if you are going to be, if you want to be successful mm. on social media, then what the world expects is an authentic Jono. Mm-hmm. And authentic, Jono, is tell the truth. Tell the truth. Exactly. Be honest. Mm-hmm. In other words, what's and all? Like, in other words, yeah. but that, that, that is a challenge to whoever you might be hanging out with, mm-hmm. you know, your partner, wife, husband, whatever it happens to be, um, because, you know, you're a young guy, you're in an industry which is about vanity, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, you're not actually training people to become, you know, world champion boxers or something. You're training mm-hmm. them to look good, which mm-hmm. is that's vanity, which is cool. Healthy and looking good. There's, you know, but the looking good part's a big part of it. There you mm-hmm. go. So it's about vanity. Mm-hmm. Um, you're there with your shirt off. I am seeing you with your shirt, shirt off, and no doubt you're well built. <laughs> you know, all shaped up. And um, your partner me saying, "Well, fuck me, 
every chicken fucking <laughs> Sydney's fucking perving to my bloke. What's his deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a risk. It, it is. It, it's, it's fucking hard to swallow, yeah, you know. Like, because uh, a lot of you think about it, a lot of um, you know, a lot of people, guys that are not strong enough would be like, oh, I'm, I'm not even going to post that, babe. No worries. I'm just going to. Yeah, totally. I'm going to listen. So to how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Well, like, fuck him. I'm posting it. Well, it, like that's it. I I know my brand. I know what I stand for, and this is who I am. You but, know. But how do you how do you deal with your partner? Like, how do you say to her or him? If, you know, and some if it's a him, but like, how do you say like? Yeah. Like, is it their insecurity that you have to deal with? And just say, hey, dude, that's your insecurity. <laughs> what, what do you, what's the conversation like? Yeah. I think with my, with my partner, obviously, she owns half of the business as well. And she was, she's in that whole social media aspect as well. Yeah. So she was a large push for me as well to, she actually supported, you know what? She actually supported me greatly through when I was getting, obviously, teased from it. She said, Johnny, keep going. Like, these people mean nothing to you, you know what I mean? And so she was cool. She was very cool with it. And to, to this day, she's very cool with absolutely everything. What would you say to somebody who, who, who's, who's got a partner who's not cool? If I was to give advice to anyone is if you need to change on who you are and who you represent for anyone, then I don't, I don't think that's a, a relationship you should be in, you know what I mean? You set the boundaries early because if you accept the behavior and you allow it, then you're accepting it. So I think – Set boundaries. Don't change for anyone. Be yourself. Okay, then that's and that would so be that advice. is the essential piece of being like, good mate, on Instagram mate, authenticity. Yeah, it's just yeah, you know. But some people they're just not strong enough within themselves to express feelings, express on who they need to be. You know, they don't have that. They just don't. They haven't developed that skill set yet. Which you know, for me, I used to be very shy. Like, give, give, take back ten years ago, man. I, I couldn't come on here. You know what I mean? I'd probably shit myself. You but know, where did come, it all come from then? Where did we develop from, this? It came from experiences and, and having success and really understanding on who I am through obviously results, acknowledgement, um, you know, praise. And then all that led to, you know, me now being confident. And you can see that through my social media. Like, hey, man, people are scared to talk on social media. You know? Totally. You know, I, I try to – we actually, for my business with all my trainers, we've got – uh, 13 trainers and we actually have like a every Tuesday they do camera work this type of stuff where they do videos they do talk talk to camera stuff to develop that skill but you teach them yes or you have them. someone come and do I the social some, media I teachers some, yeah exactly every Tuesday you know yeah. 31 mate I would not have been able to have this conversation with me yeah. um, we're going back a long time mm. ago but like the times are different but I mean you, you're showing a great deal of um Maturity and solidarity about yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you have, did something happen during this last ten years that sort of rocked you and made you just you know, give yourself an uppercut and say, "No, John, that's that's who you are." Mm. I feel like um, it, it was a process, and I thought it, it was a process that was going to happen the way that I was headed. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, like we talked about doing a lot of sessions. I won in terms of Virgin Active. They had like this global award, which I won, um, which was. You know, thousands of trainers within that business, and I was number one. What you have to do to win that? Um, it took me so so. I was actually kept a consistency of that seventy five sessions for seventy. Let's let's say sixty to seventy five sessions throughout the whole year. You know what I mean? I was working Monday to Sunday, so so seventy five hours work a week. Yeah, 70, sixty to seventy five hours. Forty five minute cheeky sessions. You know, so it was it was a heavy workload. But for me, you know, like comes from my dad, man. Like my dad migrated to Australia when I was when we were seven. You know, he didn't know the language. He took the risk and he's, you know, for me, that's such a big thing going, you know, migrating into a country that you don't even, you don't even know the language. You don't have a property, you know what I mean? So for me, I've, I've taken a lot of that on board and I think that showcases, you know, where we talk about the risks that I've taken in my life. Because what I'm getting from you is mm. 
you were prepared to take a personal risk mm-hmm. in relation to who Jono is mm-hmm. in a public environment mm-hmm. and then back it up with the hours you worked. Mm-hmm. Correct. So mm-hmm. this is a combination of fucking hard work. Correct. Consistent hard work, mm-hmm. not for a month or a year, or, but for the whole time. Yep. And then make use of social mediums when others weren't. Correct. They are now some more yeah, so, but, yeah. but then establish yourself early. I mean, Kayla Ritzner's style. Yeah, well, you know, Kayla, he, you know. Good example. A great. Ten years ago. Great, great example. She got in early, you know, 10 million followers or whatever, and like she perfect. kills them. Right? But mm-hmm. it was, she was early doors, prepared mm-hmm. to get on there and do do the thing. Yeah, because she started and, and, off with a booklet, you know what totally. I mean? Totally. And, and John is the same. Correct. And mm-hmm. But a massive work ethic. Massive. So, I mean, they are constants in anything, any formula that, you know, you want to build about success. Correct. Hard work, risk-taking, if I was to add another one. Yeah, another one. What is it? Believing in yourself, you know, because okay. we talk about the thing, he who wishes, misses. That's a big thing that I've taken in my life because you can't wish. You've got to make it happen. Yeah, you can't sit around wondering. No. You can't. And that's that's what I didn't do. You know what I mean? I knew where I wanted to get to and I knew that was my path. And I'm very, very let's not say lucky, but I'm very, very privileged that I took that that I took that risk. Yeah, well that, that, that gratefulness is a it's a big piece. Let's go to the break and we'll come straight back because I want to talk about your business. But I guess I, I can't <laughs> move away without talking about some of the great names that you've you've done. Yes, you know that you'd looked after. I mean, because that helps. But we'll go to the break. We come to, come straight back um, and uh, talk about throw some names out there, dude. This sounds good. Sounds good. Let's do that. <laughs> We sort of unpicked a bit of the stuff about what you were like as growing up as a mm-hmm. kid and you know, was your 20 to 30 period. And I did the same thing, by the way. I made the, 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 the migration from uh, west to east because there's more <laughs> money over here. Yeah. There, there is. There's more there money. Is, more opportunities. I'm 100 But it's a big deal. It's a massive deal. Like I'd probably say how many people don't take that risk? I know people Most. from school that haven't taken that risk and they're still working out there. Totally. I, I, I'm the only guy from my year that, that at Bankstown moved – my final year mm. of school, banks. I moved to the suburbs. Like I literally moved the next year. Yeah. As soon as I finished HSC, I was gone, mm. um, and I moved to Bondi. I was seventeen, and, uh, yeah. and I've never left since. So, like, but it's, but I, I did it because I was going to uni here. But also, like, there's no point in me staying there. I mean, I just didn't see any opportunities mm. there for me anyway. But and you did that. But there's a bit of glamour that really sits well with. Your profile, your social medium as a result of your profile, glamour helps. Mm-hmm. Correct. When it comes to personal training, you have glammed up with names. <laughs> I'll probably say, you know, we talk about Sir Richard Branson, which, you know, like we talk about that full circle moment. I worked for Virgin Active when I first yep. started off, you know. Yeah. Uh, Rebel Wilson. How, well, how did you meet uh, Branson? So It was actually, yeah, this is such a funny story. He actually visited when we opened up that club, that Virgin Active over there. And, in Zetland? Uh, in Zetland. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get to chat to him because, you know, at the end of the day, was he going to chat to, you know, some some worker, uh, you know. And then, that's what uh, you thought. That's what I that correct. That's and that's that, that's actually very bad, bad mindset of me, you know, back then. Um, but then I um was in Miami and their marketing team reached out. Well, his marketing team. So why did you go to Miami? I was actually on my break. 
to be honest. It kind of just. So you took yourself to Miami. Yeah, you, I was, you I was, said I'm going to go to Miami. Yeah, I said I'm going to go to Miami, and then their marketing team saw that I was actually in Miami, and they're like, "Hey, we would love for you to come train uh, Sir Richard Branson um, on on his yacht that he was um, over there." And I was I was so thankful. But how did the marketing team know you were at Miami? Through social media. That's right. Okay, so social media. You mm-hmm. you you didn't mind telling everybody you're in Miami on mm-hmm. a holiday. Yep. Um, yeah. So basically, it was in Miami. Got the DM because obviously I love to so check a, a direct message. Direct yeah. message because a lot of us don't even check our back end of the private messages we get because if you don't follow them, you're not going to yeah, instantly yeah. get that message. So we, we get a lot of PT inquiries personally. So was I this check- you and your wife at the time? Yeah, this yeah. is me and my wife yep. at the time. That's correct. So who did the DM checking? Um, we, we both did, but I, I, I'm i a worker like, like yeah. we talked yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. I'm always checking, you know what I mean? We get a lot of people reaching out for help, so I love to just – even if it's a quick reply, you know, it means a lot to them. And then um, wanted me to obviously come on board. I was like, hey, I would, I'd love to. What a great opportunity. Um, now, how do you answer that? Yeah, that, that, how do you answer that? I mean, how, how do you write that answer? How do you write Yeah, yeah, you fuck yeah, or, yeah. No, what do you say? <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> no, but what, yeah, yeah. No, yeah totally. In, inside, inside me, I was going, fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, but, and then how do you hold it, that back or do you actually express all your enthusiasm in your answer, in your and, answer. and in the language? I mean, do you? I'm, I'm pretty sure I kind of dialed it down a bit. I was still myself. I didn't say, like, thank you very much, but I said, you know, it would be a great opportunity for me, so thank you for thinking of me, you know. And um, then they obviously went on board, which was a great experience. I think it was, like, about a total about five days, I think it was, that we stayed on there. Um, Did you charge like, him? Um, so, no, I, you know what? They're gooey. That's a good question, you know. I didn't charge him, you know. And uh, this goes back to my early days on how this is a great as well because – when I was um, growing up as a trainer, I was doing a lot of free sessions for these people that were in the social scene because I'm like, hey, if I've got 45 minutes of my day and I'm going to go back home, why don't I just stick around and give these people that are in the media some sessions where they can post me. You invest in them. Yeah, I invest in them, but I'm also getting an investment in terms of marketing because, you know, a lot of people, these people charge for whatever it's a post or whatever it is, you know, and um, because kept, they're influencers. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're influencers. And I just kept doing that over and over again. Like we talked about, we talked about the Veronica's, uh, I think it was like team, team Matic back in the day. Um, who else? Um, a few, few singers. And then, um, yeah, like it just kind of be, uh, people started to write a lot of articles. Like if it was daily mail, if it's whatever the Sunday tell whatever it was, it just kept saying like John Xana, John Xana, John Xana, PT. And you know how people are these days. You know, people get drawn to that and, you know, they really want to work with people that have worked with high influential people, you know. and um, Well, because they figure that. If they can trust you. Branson yeah. knows something about you that I don't know. Yeah. Therefore, I trust Branson, so I trust you. Of course. So then I'll ask you to come and do for me what you did for him. Exactly. And that's sort of and the virtual circle. And uh, so, 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 so I want to go back to Branson because, you know, I'm fascinated by Branson. Mm-hmm. Um, Branson, you meet him on board. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he's a pretty cool dude. I've met him a couple of times. Um, he doesn't mind taking photographs. No, he doesn't. You know, like he, no, he's happy. Well, he has, yeah, he's of cool. course. He's super happy and I, I think that's a big thing as well, you know, like for him to be able to give his time away to, you know, new people because in that, I'm assuming in that circle it's very tough to bring in new people. If it's a new trainer, if it's a new chef or whatever it is, it's a tough thing, you know. Because and, and Was he fit? Yeah, he was very fit actually. He did well. Because I've seen recent photos of him. No, he's got a six pack. He's totally. He doesn't mind getting his shirt off at the moment. No, he doesn't. He's a a little bit older than me, I think. But, um, you know, I think um, another one is, you know, we talk about Rebel Wilson. Like, you know, I think that was probably my my pivotal moment where. Well, how'd you you meet Rebel? How'd that happen? Rebel came through a mate of mine, which was Hugh Sheridan, which 
we were doing for the men's health cover because I've every every quarter every quarter I do a new transformation. So obviously Hugh Sheridan was one of those. And he's like, hey, look, one of my mates is um in town and she would love for you to train her. It's Rebel Wilson. I was like, yeah, sweet, bring her in. Did you know her? No, no I mean, did you? Had you? Did you? Oh, know yeah, I knew who she was, of yeah. course. And then I was like, "Yeah, this will be great." Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? totally. Yeah, you know what a great opportunity cool to, sh- to showcase. Amazing, cool chick, very down to earth, and she was very willing, willing to listen, willing to work hard, and um, you know, we trained, fuck, we trained like basically every day. Charged her, charged her. Good. Um, and then, but yeah. what? So, so when you see someone like Rebel, this is pre-transformation. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you actually go away and build a strategy, like sort of say, like this is going to be about diet, um, output, exercise, sleep, mm. blah it's, blah blah. It's um, well, you listen to what they um, you obviously have that conversation and what the actual goal is because a lot of goals, a lot of goals, they're not all based on aesthetics. They might be happy the way they are, but in terms of you know, we talk about rebel and and people in terms of that weight loss. You know, you got to work out their current structure, their lifestyle. You know what type of program you're going to put them on if they've got any injuries, um, all that. So it's a complete like life change. You know what I mean? You talk about those key pillars that they kept, like in terms of like sleep, recovery, training. You know, you need to incorporate all of that, and we did that, and we stuck to the structure. But did you um, ever think you're going to get it to where she where she ended up? Like she looks something. I knew I knew she was. I, I knew she was as soon as she declared that year of health. I think that was a key thing and and a great way that I like to tell my clients if you kind of keep um investing in terms of posting your own journey i think that's going to keep you on track and for her with such a large audience you're declaring you know what i mean like if you want to make a change and declaring it to all your followers you're going to follow through that that's change. a really interesting point you um, follow can, through can i can i just divert for a little bit there mm. on that? that that's a really interesting thing you just said mm. um and there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Probably I wouldn't mind exploring a little bit because not so much in relation to personal training or losing weight or rebel or anything, but generally speaking, if you have something around your brand that's valuable to be told, um, like in her case, what her objective was. And sometimes we fall by the wayside because, oh, yeah. but if you keep telling it to everybody, you know, everyone, you know, not, not necessarily on social media, mm. just everyone, you know, you keep prosecuting the position in a prolific way. You keep saying, I'm going to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So the more people you tell that to, all of a sudden you sort of get committed. 
and you if you don't do what you said you look like you're not delivering and you and and now we've got social media which actually makes it much more powerful Mm -hmm. so the more she said that the more she had to do it because you sort of get trapped into the into the tunnel you 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 put yourself there and you got to do it that's right and a lot of people are obviously relying on you to get these results and they're there with you within the journey and that's the positive thing about social media they're all there with you yeah yeah especially in her case in her yeah for sure totally because she's a well-loved Mm-hmm. and well-followed person uh, for uh, probably all the obvious reasons. I don't know, but I mean, I've, I've seen the media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but to some extent you, you're using your audience to get the outcome that you really need. Well, I, think, I think anyone that's um, like say, for example, if I was, I, I even declared that I was doing a transformation myself. I just. I'm more recently? Weeks, yeah, more recently. I'm five weeks in and, you know, I think. As soon as I declared it, you know, I was like, "Hey, I, I need to do this." Because I wasn't in the through. best. I wasn't in the best mindset myself when I when I got back from Hawaii um, from my last one from my last trip, which was start of twenty twenty two. I wasn't in the best mindset. I wasn't in the best shape. Didn't feel good. But then, as soon as I declared it, I was like, "Hey, look, I'm starting this journey." Started to obviously post about it, like, "Look, you know," and the results that I've gotten. I think every person, as soon as they they declare someone. Uh, declare something. They're pretty. They're pretty invested. We have to be. But they don't, and they don't want to be seen as failing. No, I'd hate that. I hate failure. Yeah, failure to me is you know it comes, it comes to a lot of people. But for me, man, as soon as I say something, I'm getting it done. Yeah, that's that's quite interesting because you know weight loss. You know, you've got oh. fad diets. I mean, it's mental. Um, out there in terms of how you lose weight and mm-hmm. all the discussion around Rebel Wilson has been a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but a large part of at the end of the day, it's all about how do you stay on the path, you know, and not mm. deviate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like yeah, how do I not eat the chocolate that's in yeah, the fridge? Yeah, or my or friends are asking me out, how do I say no? You know what I mean? How do I don't look like a terrible person because I something say no to my mates? You know what I mean? I think. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not coming to have a beer. Yeah. But yeah. Or how, how did many you times do that? How did you do that? In your- uh, with, with my journey, I actually went out and had a beer. You know what I mean? But what I managed to do was. If I'm gonna, if I know I'm gonna have a beer with my mates, like, hey, I'm working hard at the gym and I'm gonna burn X amount of calories extra because I know I'm gonna be having two or three drinks. I was, I was still limited, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm gonna go and have 20, 20, 30 tequila shots, you know? Yeah. But I was still very invested in that journey because I knew I have told people, and I don't want to be a disappointment. I don't want to be a failure, especially when I'm a PT. So many people rely on what I say to them. Can you imagine if if I can't even do it myself? Like, how disappointed? Like, I'd even be disappointed myself. I can't even get those results. Is that about accepting your um, responsibility to the people that, that follow you or re- let's call it rely on you to some extent? A hundred percent. And you can see that for authenticity. One thing that I see in terms of social media, I see a lot of people posting like, you know, a lot of quotes, a lot of this, but, you know, they, they're not authentic about it. You know what I mean? They, they just post it and it's like, what you're saying and what you, your actions are as a person, they just don't match. There's a disconnect. It's, there's a massive disconnect. And I feel like whenever I see something like that, I know it straight away, hey, like this person is not authentic and this person is not. It's full they, of shit. Full of shit. That's, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to be nice about that. Yeah, no, you say it on my show. But you, yeah. But you, but you see that so many times. Like it's insane, you know. And for me, like when I say something, I mean it. How do you maintain, over what period of time we're talking about, and how do you maintain the momentum with her? There's obviously a – with any client, there's a lot, there's a pressure to obviously get results in terms of if that's what they're asking for. Because a lot of a lot of trainers, well, say for example, a lot of trainers think it's a forty five minute session and and that is it. 
our jobs are 24 hours, man. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of people struggle with emotional eating. So it's not transactional? No. It's not a transaction? No. It's a relationship? It's a relationship, correct. And then how do you live that relationship out? Like, so what do you do? Ring her up and say, hey, you're going at 8 o'clock, don't eat that chocolate? What do you do? Text messages to this day, no matter how many clients I have, you know, you can even ask Fordo. I know you know Fordo. Hmm. Um, ask him how many times I text him throughout um, every single week. I get him to text me all his food every night. You know, and I've got X amount of clients. So that's interesting. So, Jono, so this this is not about, and I, I never thought this through before, but mm. this is not about just um, I turn up the gym, mm. you know, you're my trainer, I give you 100 bucks, and you see, and at the end of the 45 minutes I'm gone and you, you go on to the next customer, which you would, but but equally you spend a lot of time communicating. Invested. I'm invested in their journey. You're communicating. And and you would and it's got to be general communication, mm-hmm. Mark. What you don't eat that fucking chocolate bar that I know you're. You know, or don't, but when you go home and you get petrol at the server, don't buy a Kit Kat, yeah. which I, is the worst thing in the world because yeah, I do that. Kit Kats are always there, yeah. right there in front of me, and they're like screaming, "Mark, buy yeah. me!" And I love a Kit Kat. I don't yeah. know why. After it, I think, what I'd have fucking beat that for? But they're always <laughs> sitting there in front of me. So, but but my point is, you're a you're a um, serial communicator with your clients. Mm-hmm. It's not, no, it's a 24-hour job and, and that's what makes me so different to so many trainers out there because I know a lot of trainers are lazy. Trainers are lazy. You know, they, wanna, they want these quick results. They all want to be online trainers without creating the fundamentals, the steps of putting in the, the hard work, creating a brand. You know what I mean? So for me, I know what it takes. It, it is a hard job. I'm not going to lie. PT, early hours, late hours, a lot of communicating back and forth. But if you really, if you really love it, as cliche as it, and everyone says that you don't work a day in your life if you love what you do. Totally. And I totally, totally agree with that. And you and you actually love what you do. Exactly. In relation to Rebel Lake, it's obviously a big name. How do you protect your client when it's heavily documented about the process that she and you are undertaking? It's um I guess for me, you know, my job was to get results, you know. And I think for someone like Rebel, she's obviously got a, a big team behind her in terms of like a a publicist and and all that and obviously she would have gotten a, a massive advice for me any advice that i give to rebel it's probably not the best advice um because i have no idea about that you know so f- for the journey um for me hey my job was to be a pt and that is what i was installed to do so but um in terms of her like she got amazing articles and and um she's created an amazing brand and in terms of like you know so many people have has continued to follow her from the result she got so I'm very proud of her and like I said she's an incredible person she knew how to get results which not, so many people start a journey how many times they quit after week two so for her congratulations and um, I wish her all the best as well you know so basically you I guess what you're sort of saying to me though is that you said look I'll do my job I'll do my job and and then and, and I'll leave the rest yeah, of it 100%. under your control yeah, that's it. That's like, her control that's and, it. And, and you just comply. That's it. That's me be, being authentic myself yep. and that was my job. And, um, you, know, there's, you know, there's so many people out there looking for the, the quick gain and, you know, I was actually talking to one of my mates who does all these share stuff and I was like, oh, what do you think if I should start this? And he's like, Jono, mate, just stick to what you're good at and you're doing a great job at it. And yeah. I, from that advice that he gave me, I was like, hey, mate, you know what? You're right, and this is what I'm great at, and I'll continue to grow this brand, and that's what I'll focus on. Can I just talk about your business venture mm-hmm. with, how do I pronounce it, Acero? Acero. 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 And what does that mean? Acero, you know, uh, it's actually my mum's last name. So when I got married to Amy, 
um, we decided just to keep Castano, and I was like, hey, what a great way to keep it. You know, we've that's your dad's name. Yeah, Castano's yeah. dad's yeah. name. Um, Sarah's mum's um, last name, and I was like, what a great way to keep it within within myself and something that I love. So we made the gym Acera. And, you know, it's just to talk about Acera on when we started, we actually made Acera when COVID was actually happening. You know, for the hardest period, we made a gym. We took, once again. So you got actual gym premises, yep. Yeah, yeah. so we actually took the risk. Yep. You know, we made. Where's the gym premises? It's, uh, it's in Kensington. It's upstairs. Yep. It's uh, 400, 480 square meters. Um, it's a big know, gym. It's a, it's a good gym. Um, you know, it's a very. Yeah, you know, we got a boxing ring in there. We cater to all people. Like we're we're one on one focus. So that is the key difference as well. We our competitors are people like Vision, people that just focus on that one on one. You know, so you're not doing classes and stuff. No, we don't do classes. Um, but we charge a higher premium price for our services. Um, but and, created, and you're you're in partnership with yeah, your, correct, your, your yeah. ex wife. Yeah, that's yep. correct. Yes, right. She does. Um, she actually does a large portion of the marketing in terms of the whole gym where we're headed. Um, she's so amazing at it. She's really good. Um, I can only say nice things about Ames. She's very business-minded as well. You know, she wants success as much as I do. And I think, you know, like for us to continue to, um, you know, we're separated, but we continue to be a strong team together. I think that's a key thing as that's well. That's cool. And things you, a thing that you actually don't see this day and age to be able to work with your ex-partner and continue to, you know, grow the business. And, and what's your relationship with, I, I, I noticed when I was reading this, yeah. about Dustin, so Dustin, yeah, Dusty, Dusty Martin. Yeah, so Dusty Martin. So we're, we're coming out with this app. Uh, should be launched probably around June, I would say. So Dusty Martin is obviously a, a, a mate of mine, so we've decided to team uh, He's up. a mate of yours? Yeah, decided to team he's up He's a together. Melbourne boy. Like, yeah, but, you know, within this within this social media thing, you know, you meet, you know, like you go to events, you go to all this, and this is the circle that I've surrounded myself with. And that's where I get a lot of my clients, my high influential clients now, you know, just being at, at the party or being at the movies premiere, whatever it is. So how did you strike a conversation with a, a Dusty Martin? Like um, Dustin, one like- of, uh, the person that we spoke to initially about the app introduced us to him and then from there we just kind of kicked it off. Um, but once again, a, a great person to team up with. What's the app do? Um, so, so basically the app is, you know, the vision for the app is we have 10 gyms across the world. Um, we have 20. You have now or you will? No, have? no. We, well, this yep. is the, say, for example, yep. manifesting a projection line, yep. 10 gyms around the world. We've got this Soul app, which every every trainer within those 10 gyms, say, for example, you have 20 trainers, you know, whatever that equals to, can make their own programs within and give it to their own social media following where they keep a capacity of of the earnings from that. You know what I mean? Why not give back to the people that actually work for you with them portraying their abilities through creating programs. So that that's what we're So the programs do. get put on the app. So exactly. I, I, I go and download the app. Is, is it called Acera? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So I download the Acera app um, and uh, – And you want to do – And I look at, um, I don't know, Dusty Johnny Martin. Whatever. Yeah. Your, your, yeah, my program. Your program. <laughs> and uh, and I and I subscribe. subscribe. To your, so I pay 20 bucks a month. What, what is it a month? Yeah, it would be – Have you worked that part out We yet? still haven't worked that part okay, out well, So there's a subscription payment every month. Mm-hmm. As a result of me making the subscription payment, um, I then choose which trainer I want to use. That you want to use. Uh, uh, now, but, but is it virtual or? So it would be, um, it would be all pre-programmed. So say, for example, you're looking for um, a five-day program and you want a hypertrophy type of plan yep. where you're trying to build muscle, then you can access that. Um, but and there might be some dude in Miami, wherever it is, wherever it and, is, and that guy gets a percentage of of the sales, and, 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 he, and he or she, who's one of your, you know, personal trainers, um, has a big following as well. Mm-hmm. 
So what your app does is it merges the followings of all the programs that the various personal trainers put onto your platform mm -hmm. or your app, which mm -hmm. is your platform, and then you also will um, – you have a big following too. So mm -hmm. you will also promote Acero, which then in turn promotes their program and they in turn promote profile. your program. And their profile. And their well. profile, yeah. You know. So it's a bit like – it's a little bit like the sweat. It, it, it is. sort it's of similar. Similar to sweat. Sweat obviously targets – Different audience. Five five massive trainers that have a great great um, following. Yep. For us, we we pick up if it's like you're someone just starting off. You yeah. Know cool. I mean? yeah, you yeah, can yeah. have five hundred followers yeah. and five hundred of those followers subscribe. So you're you're, so you're sort of more democratizing it, making Correct. bigger for giving more opportunity people. to everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And uh, and then and and I can and your and a Sarah app will be launched when you reckon. I reckon around June. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So basically, you're going to turn this into a, a global platform. Correct. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And uh, just in terms of building your app, mm -hmm. I mean, you're a boy from Fair Fairfield, <laughs> Westfield, Fairfield West, yeah. and uh, you know you played soccer. You you didn't go to uni. Um, you know, everyone goes, "I'll build up." Build apps, it's the app passed on hard. It's the shit that sits behind it. Mm. It's all the um the back end. Right. How are you doing that? I mean, how, so we've got so a, what do you so do? We've got a we've obviously partnered with a team that has built um they've actually built the app called on the ball, which is like your biggest uh, soccer football app in the world. And so they've done very, very well with that. So they know in terms of the functionality side. So we've partnered with someone that's very successful within the industry and that suits obviously what we represent. Um, so the hardest thing about the app is actually putting all those hours aside to film, to voiceovers, you know what I mean, and getting content, four, content, getting 14 of those trainers to put aside their own time that they're not getting paid yet and making them believe in it. Yeah, they've got to believe in it. But yeah, you said to me, me, you said at the beginning, before, at the, at the end of the break, That's it. you said I want out a third element mm -hmm. and you said believing in yourself. Believing in it, yeah, correct. Good memory, and, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the, and, and you're now saying that, you want to parlay that into your fourteen trainers mm -hmm. that they they have to believe in themselves. They have to believe it. So that's the process. So is that so is that your role to to continually message them and keep them on side and yeah because you know what like it's easy to lose stuff. Yeah, you know you can sort of go fuck. You know I haven't lost one yet, mate. Haven't lost. Well, one. that's cool. So yeah. uh, John is telling me to do this, but oh my god, like when am I going to earn some money out of this? Like, yeah. how do you sort of keep them on side and keep them believing in themselves and, you know, I mean, obviously mm. by content and contact, I should say, mm. or communication. But what do you say to these people? Mate. I mean, um, it's a bit like what you say to, you know, Rebel Wilson when you just meet these people. Yeah, of like, course. I tell you, yeah. What I say to myself, I guess the staff know the potential of the brand, you know what I mean? Like it's um at the moment, like, hey, like say, for example, someone starting off, like it's so hard to build a clientele for us. At Acero, we give you the clients, you know. All of our trainers are currently doing over 30 sessions. Like that's quite a bit of coin in your pocket when, like if you're at a fitness first, if you're at some type of rent model gym, like it's, it's tough. It's a tough world out there. PT, it's um, like we talked about, it's a very hard industry and to get clients is very, very hard. And we give you all that. We make you, we create content for you. Um, we don't charge you rent. Um, we help you get articles out there to obviously showcase you know, start to build your your own brand within that Sarah umbrella. So we we give them all that, and I think they really understand. How do you that. choose them? How do I? I'm I the way I actually hire my staff is, you know, when we when we we get a lot of people applying, and um, for me as a per as a 
You know, I can feel the energy that someone has. I can know if they're a good person because you can't teach someone to be a good person. It's impossible. If you're yeah. a shit person, you're a shit person. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible to change. But you can teach someone to be a good trainer. Yep. So for me, that is the way that I love to hire my trainers. And um, thank God to this day, everyone's been simply amazing. Um, Do you get a, are you only going to have 14? or No, no, projection line. So we're looking to have around uh, 19 by June. Right, but, but you're not limiting it. You're saying no. you're happy to have 100. No, 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 because then that would kind of, that would kill the space and then that would lose, you know, why people pay 180 for a session. Like people want a bit of privacy in there, you know what I mean? Like if, if, I, if I went to a fitness first, I'd, mate, I'd fucking hate it. Yeah. And I and I worked out of there and I knew what my clients were saying to me. You know, I've worked at many gyms and for us what we made out of Sarah was we we kind of created a place that I felt was like amazing from all my experience, from all my shit experiences that I had at every gym and then created this place that any trainer that I did bring on board was going to be happy to work at. And can those trainers continue to train PT people in the gym that they currently operate in uh, or do you want them we, to be exclusive? We want it to be. We want it to be exclusive to a Sarah. I feel like if if you don't want to be exclusive to a Sarah, then hey, like you can go be exclusive to fitness first. You know. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Mm. No, but so okay. So you're you're sort of creating a, a an environment mm-hmm. like a, a virtual environment, mm-hmm. which is an online environment where customer clients or um, yeah clients can access the trainers that you um, curate or mm-hmm. cherry pick from, you know, based on all the characteristics you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then me, maybe a potential customer uh, or a client, I can do- subscribe to Acera and then I can sub- then I can um, engage with that particular individual anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. wherever I might be, mm-hmm. and that individual's got a program which I like mm-hmm. and I'll use that program when I'm staying in, um, you know, the Four Seasons in L.A. Yep. When I go to the gym downstairs, the force is in LA because I'm work. I might be working in LA or whatever, mm-hmm. and I I just dial it up, and mm-hmm. the program's there twenty four seven. That's right, hundred percent. And if if you get say for example someone, you know, one of my trainers gets a hundred subscribers, I'm sure they're going to put a time aside to contact those hundred. Every people. one of them. Every one of them. But if we work, you know, we talk about Kayla Itzness and her large. I doubt any of them are going to. They've obviously got a massive team behind them to reach out, but is it really them reaching yeah, out? Yeah, is it authentic? And and, and what is what is um a, a Dusty Martin's role? Like So it, Dustin would would will create some programs as well within it. Yep. Um so obviously Dustin owns a portion of the app as well. Yep. Which is um a great thing as well. Like, you know, like what a person to team up with, you know, and it has a massive brand as well, like similar to mine. And um we're both in the same in terms of that sporting background. We both want to help people. And we both want to create an empire that we can do that. If I was to ask you, um, you could have played for Chelsea and you're earning shitloads of money. Um, would you prefer to be doing what you're doing or would you prefer to be that dude? I think your mindset changes within that journey, to be honest. It's very hard to go back to that life and wish that I had that because I'm not on that path anymore. That yeah. path is long sailed, you know? So I think if I was in that path, I wouldn't even be thinking of personal training. If I'm on a personal training path, I'm not going to be thinking of Chelsea. So what does what does personal training give you though? Well, I mean, what, oh, it gives what, me satisfaction. I love. What like, do you love about it, Lee? What I love about it. Well, there's so many things I love. I love obviously creating new friendships. The amount of, I would say all my friends that I have now have been from me being a personal trainer, you know, and and they've made me the person I am today. You know, I've worked with some some people in those positions where they are mentors to other people that I've mentored myself. 
created installed systems into me, which if if they weren't installed, I probably wouldn't. You know, we talk about you know the being present. You know, no backward thinking, no forward thinking. You've got three seconds to change. You know, I've adapted those things where to not let little things affect me too much. You know, when you think about ten years ago, I'd let bloody everything affect me. But um, yeah, I'd say that. Um, also, I love just getting people results and their feeling that they get from it. You know, like they they're so thankful, man. Like you know, for changing their life, and it's it's actually t- it's so touching. Like I probably shared a tea shared a tea now with all the journeys that I've had with people. You know, like from them not even believing themselves to having a complete lifestyle change and and becoming a new person. That feeling there is. It's um, it's it's priceless. Well, that priceless, feedback man. loop that you're talking about, that feedback that you get from the loop, you get back to say from Rebel Wilson, for mm. example. I mean, it's pretty obvious. You look mm. at her, um, but but when she messages you and stays in contact with you or mm. whoever it is, that it doesn't have to be her, but it can be someone who's not as famous as her. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the thing that helps your self belief? It does help me. It helps me believe in my ability. Yes, it does. Yeah, it helps me believe that I know that I can do a great job. And it helps me believe that I've, I'm on the right path to so many better things and being able to um, help so many more people. What's interesting about that statement is that in order for you to believe in yourself, because you made that as your third mm-hmm. plank yep, in being you. your success, mm-hmm. believing in yourself, the feedback loop actually allows you to continue to believe in yourself, but it doesn't happen unless you right at the beginning establish the communication line. Mm-hmm. So in order to get the feedback, you have to invite it. Not only you have to, you have to deliver it, mm-hmm. the good outcome, but you mm-hmm. have to invite the feedback. Mm-hmm. And it starts with you communicating to your client about what they're doing, mm-hmm. not just the transaction when they would come in, they pay you a hundred bucks a walk out, but it's about seeing photo or ringing up whoever it is or texting, whatever, just communicating, say, like, how'd you go tonight? Mm-hmm. How many calories you consumed? Whatever the case may be. But if you constantly communication line to the individual, then the individual will feed back to you. And then that'll feed your own self-belief. Correct. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you'll go to the next stage and to the next stage and you end up where you're ending up now, trying to build a global business mm-hmm. with all these famous people. And because that's because, you know, like first thing came in my mind when I knew you were coming <laughs> on was as a kid from fucking Fairfield West, end up doing this shit. How many and, fucking and people are Pretty that? simple, dude. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You've created this feedback loop into your own self belief. You're prepared to work hard. You're prepared to take risk, risk about yourself mm-hmm. by being authentic. Mm-hmm. And you just keep feeding those three things. You over just keep feeding over them and over, over and over and over. I'm sure you keep up to date and skills and all those other things mm-hmm. that, that, that everyone has to do in every business. Correct. But you just keep feeding those three things that mm-hmm. we talked about at the end of the break. It works. You don't change it. You don't mm-hmm. have to, you know, all the technology, all that sort of stuff, get the experts in it, all that sort of stuff. That, that, that all makes sense. But the thing that really drives your mm-hmm. outcomes, your success, I think is those three things. It's a loop. It's that loop. Yeah, when you break it down like that, yeah. Definitely. I've actually never broken it down like that. And thank you for actually showing me that. Yeah, but I, I, I've always wondered you. about people like you. you. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess to your final bit, the thing that I have noticed about you is you're grateful. Amen. And I think that helps a lot. You know, that's that's a big deal, being grateful. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, they're, they're snarling. A lot of Australians are snarling. They're upset. They yeah. always 
bitching about shit. You Always, know, why yeah. is this guy there? Why am I not? Yeah, fuck Mate, yeah, fuck and then that, that's the reason they're not there. Amen. Because they're bitching. Stop bitching and just get on with it and be happy with what you got. And as I said, do those those things. You know, it's not a transaction. Yeah, I think in, in whatever business it is, if it's um, it, retail, whatever it is, we do need to learn from that. Keep communicating, Communication keep communicating, is whatever. The, what, I don't give a shit how sophisticated or unsophisticated it is. Mm. If it's a phone call, mm. mate, go into a phone booth and put 20 cents or whatever it costs <laughs> in the thing. Make a phone call. Talk to me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but however you do it, I don't give a shit. Don't you know? leave me on scene. <laughs> Just talk to me, dude. Yeah. Well, John, yeah. you have any questions for me, mate? Nah, well, I actually, I, I wrote some down, to be yeah, honest. Cool. Let's, let's whip it out. All right. Um, this is uh, obviously a thing within my business. How do you manage the balance between being a boss and a friend with your staff? Especially, you know, you have 14 people. You know, you're there within each other's faces. You know, you become very, very close. You start to hang out outside of work. How do you, like, and when do you draw the line and in what situations do you draw the line? Well, I'm... Or you don't draw the line. Uh, I know I do draw the line. So for me, um, I've always been older than my staff. Um, so I like that. Um, I've always... It, it, it was different in my early days of Wizard because there were a lot of people a lot closer to my age. But I always remained the proprietor. So mm. let's say there's a function on, I never drank with anybody. Love that. And at a certain time at night, I would leave. Mm. I, I didn't want to be around to see them get untidy. Mm. Um, I like that. So I, I, I don't care if they got untidy, but I would distance myself from that. Mm. So and I did that at Wizard as a Yellow Brick Road and other businesses I have, like Mentored, for example. I'm much older than my staff, so it's not hard for me to do that because they don't want me hanging out with them anyway. <laughs> so, so I can distance myself quite easily. But at the same time, so I, I'd like to be a friendly boss. But at the same, same. time, I, I also, it's my call at the end of the day too. So I'm, I make it pretty clear that it, I'm the dude mm -hmm. and because I'm the one taking all the risk and I'm funding it. Mm -hmm. So if something goes on, I want to be responsible. If something goes wrong, I want to be responsible for it, yeah. for the decision mm -hmm. because ultimately it will be my problem. Mm -hmm. But in terms of um, socialising, yeah, um, I always distance. keep myself, yeah, the distance. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As much as I really feel like hanging out and drinking and for sure, doing, for sure. but I, I, I just go, oh, well, I, that's just a, a pro forma for me. Mm -hmm. It's a non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. It's sort of it, being in your position, it can be a bit lonely too, like right. it, because you do that on purpose. Mm -hmm. If you do it that way, it can be seen a bit lonely, but at the same end of the day, it's just a business thing. Mm -hmm. and I'm, I just say, well, who gives a fuck with this line? It's my business and yeah. my private life is my private life. So I keep my private life really private, yeah, totally separate. Mm -hmm. Harder for you when you were married, but now you're not married and mm -hmm. you can keep your you, – I think you've got to keep your private life. Well, yeah. I mean, those people who are around you, keep them protected. Out, take, mm -hmm. You still take your shirt off whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if there's a relationship with kids or yeah. another partner at some stage, keep, it, keep yeah. them away. Amen. Yeah. yeah, totally keep it away. Um, it's it's funny, you know. I was I was watching the prime minister and his wife Jen being interviewed on sixty minutes the other night, and um, and I thought it's quite an unusual thing to bring your partner or your family into the the yeah. boxing ring with you, yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah, what yeah. you're going on, what's going on in your life, and of course, you know, it sort of backfired on him a little bit, and you know, he got beaten up big time by the social media, mm. particularly Twitter. And um, that's the risk you run. And mm. I, I think it's, 
I don't know. I don't think I would have ever, I, if mm-hmm. I was in his position, I would have ever done that. Um, mm. I don't think it helped him. I don't think ultimately. And, you know, then his poor wife, well, I shouldn't say his poor wife, but like his wife now is getting absolutely hammered and she never stood yeah. for election. Yeah. You know, I just think in a, in a business, particularly if you're a high profile person like you are, yeah. you've got to try and keep all those things out of the business yeah, and, you, and let the business people, the people in your business, um, try to let, let them have their private lives. Mm-hmm. Don't be part of it. It's yeah. too dangerous. Yeah, I agree. And I'll it, definitely take that on board. I'm oh. saying it's been one of those things where I was kind of just, you know, unsure. And, um, you know, obviously there's situations, you know, like you've got obviously events, you know, that I, that I do sometimes. You go to I, events, but you know when to go home. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I'll give yeah. you an Branson mm. is not like that. Branson is there for the whole distance. He goes mm-hmm. the whole night. The whole way. Invites them all to his house or his farm or his, uh, or his, his <laughs> island, you know what I mean, Necker Island. Yeah. He does it successfully. I'm just saying the way what works for me. What works for you? Yeah, okay. I mean Branson knows how to do it, mm-hmm. um, but there must be a he must draw a line at some, some stage. At some stage. Um, but he's been doing it for 50 years. Yeah, you know. Um, but I think it's it's dangerous. Yes, it, it, yeah, it, it can. Yeah, it, it can, can fuck be. it up. A hundred percent. And uh, so I'd just rather keep the danger away. That's a de-risking yeah. of something for de-risking. me. De-risking. Yeah. Really nice to talk to you. I, well, I think you've done an amazing job. You're a young man. You've but I think with the, and apart from all the great celebrities you know and all the and the great outcomes you've got for them, the thing I think most highly of is the fact that you've nailed those three things and you actually you've identified them: hard work, risk taking, you know that ability to put yourself in that situation, and probably the most important thing is believing in yourself. Well done. Congratulations, John. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me on and thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. You know, thank You're most you. Welcome. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Mentor with Mark Boris. Audio and production is by Jessica Smalley. Production assistance, Simon McDermott. This is a mentored podcast. <laughs>